Welcome back. Welcome back. It's episode 50. Big 5-0. There you go, eh? Big 5-0. 50. I reckon the average NRL uh, games played is 49. So we're at 50 here. 50 episodes for two in the tackle. So welcome back. Big shout out to all the listeners out there. Oh, uh, yeah. The name of the Origin Sods the other day, yesterday from Queensland. And I suppose New South Wales named this, I just as well. So we'll go through that. We'll go over the Roosters match and, uh, you know, and anything else I can be bothered talking about. But anyway, hope you guys enjoy the show. Yeah, that's right. So firstly, we're going to kick it off how we kick it off every week, you know, with the reason why we have a game. We're going to recognise the front rowers. But, you know, this is how clever the front rowers are. They knew that this week's episode was a jam-packed episode. So instead of, you know, all of them getting heaps and heaps of tries, all of them getting tries, they went with quality this week. Jerry Wairio Hargraves scored himself a try. And then the big fella down there in the Illawarra, the Shoalhaven. I didn't, I don't know, it's some, some from Dapto, I think he's actually from. Blake Laurie scoring his first try. Not only his first try as an NRL player, but his first try as a front rower as an NRL player. So well done there for Blake Laurie. Front rowers tries recognition. And you see, like, they only do two this week because we don't, have, we don't want to be talking about, you know, the front rowers every fucking week. You know, stealing the limelight of everyone else. You know, we know they are the backbone of the game. But when it's a jam-packed weekend, they know how to play their role too. You know, they're team players. So only two this week, they knew, they know. They, 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 they're clever. They're a clever bunch, as front rows. So um, also, I'd just like to throw a mention out there. There's no, uh, haven't seen any dummy files of late. So we've been cleaning that area of the game up. Um, quite well lately. You know, it's taken us a couple of years to, to get to the bottom of it. Uh, but, you know, you, know uh, you don't rush perfection, as they say in a game these days. Anyway, so they had the Roosters. They played on, when did they play? On Saturday night against the Cronulla Sharks. And I was actually really worried about that game because, I don't know, we've actually played well against the Sharks, but I feel like the Sharks are a new team newer team this year. Obviously they've got Hines there, they've got a new coach there. And so they're not I didn't think they'd have the same sort of demons and all that type of stuff. I don't know if that's the right term you want to use, but like they wouldn't have that uh you know those memories of previous beatings from the Roosters. But I also don't think the Roosters are quite um you know quite the team they have been in the past however five, ten years prior to this year. Uh, but they're still you know they're still improving. Still getting, getting better and better each week, which is a good sign. They played, they started the game well. Um, you know, most of their passes stuck. That always helps. Um, so yes, yeah, so I, I got a text message during the game from a from a friend of mine. Shout out, Brett Keegan, uh, saying he he caught, he saw so he, th- he thought actually Joe Wadeo Hargreaves was having an absolute blinder for the match. Now, 
after the spray I gave him last week, and we all know that the front row was listening to the show. We all know it. He listened. You know, he, he took that on board. He took that on board and, and he, he he put out a, a big, big performance in that game. He actually, it was a mistake later on in the game. But just in general, he had an actually a real solid start to the game, which actually allowed for us to get off to the lead that we had that managed to sort of set our game up, which has sort of been how when we've when we've actually played really well, that's sort of we haven't put together 80 minutes, but we've come out the blocks. We've come out really, really strong, and we've been managed to hold that. And if you were to actually look back to that Penrith Panthers game in a way, we actually come out really strong. We played really well to start the game, and then we weren't able to hold on. And the difference was was we weren't actually necessarily in front to hold on to anything. <laughs> and then the other Panthers managed to come over us at the end. Now, Robert actually prides himself on being a second-half team. So I don't think he'll be too happy about the fact that they're getting into these positions where they're having to hold on. But maybe they might have adjusted a few things and that's how they're looking to build the complete game is to start from the first minute as opposed to working their way back on the last minute. I'm not sure. I don't know. I could be backing that up. But uh, yeah, we've been able to do the Parramatta game and the Titans game and even this game (laughs) against the Sharks where... We got out to a big lead, and then just our our ability to be able to hold off enough. We were good enough to be able to maintain to keep win from that lead. And although you know the scoreline blew out to thirty six sixteen, there was a point there where Cronulla Sharks were only two eight points behind with all the running in the world and enough time to win the game. But they they dropped the ball. Uh, Tupanua come back from injury, uh, from concussion break, whatever they want to call it, and put on a big defensive play, which you know just uh, sort of stopped the Sharks' run in their tracks right there and there because Marty picked up the loose ball, managed to score himself a try as well. Um, now Marty, though the Roosters actually started off really well to start the game, um, Joey Marty was getting you know. You know, getting caught up or getting caught out, sorry, more, more accurately, by Talakai. Talakai actually played quite well, especially in the beginning after the game, I thought. But then, like, it brings me to that Joseph Suwali'i. And he's been named but from, for New South Wales, in the New South Wales squad, which we'll get to a little bit later. Um, but it just shows how good this guy is. He is phenomenal. So... There was a bit there where Talakai, there was two moments there where Talakai beat um, Manu. He beat Manu. I don't know if Manu made a bad read or, you know, tried to solve it on his own. I think that was one way that I've heard someone describe it. And Talakai managed to beat him. The first time he managed to beat him, so he puts a bit of a shot on. It doesn't look as big as the shot he put on Kiko the week before, but he put a big shot on Talakai, which I thought was amazing. And then the next time, uh, Talakai managed to get on the outside, or there was a bit of a break there, and he was sort of running. And it, was, it looked like he had enough speed and enough momentum that he'd be able to bounce off whoever's coming across, especially, you know, what you would name a winger. And Suwali just bloody tackles him like he is no one. I said this last week, and I'll continue to say it. 
He plays like he's been playing for five, like he's 25. So he's, he's like strong. He knows his position. He knows his role. He's so athletic. And then we actually started to see a little bit of his brilliance. So like there's, there's, you know, he's building layers and layers and layers and he's getting, he's making, you know, more impact on each game. Every single week, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Now, the Roosters play the Raiders this week, and he's named in the 22-man New South Wales squad. Does he get to play for the Roosters this week? You know, we want him to play for the Roosters this week. Uh, But, you know, maybe he doesn't play. I'm not sure. He could play for New South Wales. It was a big call for him to get picked. Um, And so it's quite a strange one. This, this New South Wales squad, because there's a couple of ex- exclusions. Now, just to give you a little bit of background, I'm recording this Tuesday night. Uh, I have not listened to SEN once, and I have not watched Foxtel once about the origin, uh, because I didn't want to get any of their influence and their opinions to sort of mould how I thought about the initial um, selections of both the teams. And we're going to start off with the New South Wales one. First one that I just breaks my heart is Jake Trebojevic. Now, I'm a massive, massive Trebojevic fan, both Jake and and Thomas. And to not see Jake Trebojevic there, it's baffling to me. It's baffling because maybe I'm just so blinded by how much I love these guys and I don't see that he's playing bad but I don't even care if he has been playing bad because he is still one of the best forwards in New South Wales there's besides the hooker so there's five forwards five forwards on the field and there's three on the bench minimum so there's eight forwards he's in the top five forwards in New South Wales Jake Jabovich it's as simple as that so I don't understand he doesn't make the the full team, let alone the squad. Like, he should be starting, in my opinion, but he's not even in the squad. And then they've picked people like Cy Fitzy, and they've picked people like Tyson Frizzell, who aren't in form. So it would be one thing that they didn't pick those guys because they weren't in form, and then that continues on that they don't pick Trebojevic. But they didn't pick, they didn't pick Trebojevic, but they picked those guys. Like, Jabojevic is so bloody impactful. He, he puts on big hits. He's able to turn a game with his defence, you know. And you can always rely on him. You know he's going to step up in the big games. Um, so, like, the, the only two that I was certain was going to make the team. Sorry, I was certain Jabojevic was going to make the team didn't make it. So, was Isaiah Yo and Cam Murray. I'm glad Ken Murray played last week just to sort of just put us all at ease to know that he can play. He's not underdone at all. So that was good. So he'll be on the edge, which <coughs> has, has worked for New South Wales because that's what type of player is. He's just so good at whatever job you give him. He's going to do it. He's going to do it as good as any player in the competition because he's a freak. So he'll be able to, I actually think he'll shut down an edge. I, I truly believe he'll be able to shut down whatever edge he goes on. And then they've gone to the other side as Tarek Sims. So, like, I'm sorry, but Tarek Sims has played well for New South Wales, but so has Jake Jabojevic. Like, I don't understand how there's these players that have picked 
that players have been missed out due to form, but there's other players who have been picked out of form that are better than the guys that have been picked. So, like, that are out of form. Or not no better, but, like, so uh, Jack Javorovic is the first one for me. He's, he's, he's more involved than Ryan Madison, Tarek Sims, Stanley Safini, um, and... Tyson Frizzell. He's more informed than all of those. He, I even think he's more informed than Paulo. I think he's more I, th- I just think he's a top three player for New South Wales. So, oh, sorry if I've just gone on and on about that. Um, and then, like, there's a bit of confusion around, like, they've gone with Jack Wyden at centre and Steve Crichton on the bench, which confuses me because... He's going to come on and play centre fullback wing, or is it that he can play centre fullback wing? Like, I don't understand. And Jack Biden, like, he's, he's played okay for New South Wales, but he hasn't played like he's a, you know, like, he's, has he got man of the match? Maybe he's got man of the match. I apologise if he's got man of the match, but I don't see how he's played so much so that, like, he overrides an actual center that's playing center these days. Um, and then, yeah, like personally, I would, I think I said this last week, Bird on the left, Crichton might have played uh, Toto. So they didn't go with Joshua Rekar because he's out of form and he's too short, apparently. But they've gone with Toto, who hasn't played, he's played like not even half the year. He's played maybe five games max. And he's short. So I like Tor. Tor, I think, should have been picked. But then why is it Josh Adekarman picked? Because he plays for the Bulldogs. He's been playing really well. I thought he's been, he, he's been doing well in a bad team. Um, I didn't see the game against the Dragons, so they might have had a shocker there. But he's always played well for New South Wales. He's a game-breaker. Now, Tupo has played well also. So he's not going to let us down. What I'm saying is, like, I love Joseph Suwali, but I don't understand how he has overtaken Josh Adekar so quickly. And, you know, I was stoked that jo- um, Suwali got picked in the blue squad. That was mad. It's sort of like a, a big achievement or, like, what is it? Like, something to be excited about to show that, you know, he's actually really making an impact on the game. Uh, but I can see where they're coming from because, like, what do you think about it? Like, why is he as good as Cobo? He, Cobo is, like, a certainty to get picked for Queensland. And he got picked, but he was always a certainty to get picked. Hence why they ended up going with Tupo because they knew what was coming. And then, so Suwali, Suwali he could do that. That's what I reckon, anyway. So, but he has—he's not going to start on. I don't think he's probably ahead of Tupo or Toto at the moment. But he, he'll get a little taste of it. Katani Stags, big pick there. So he seems to be like really the only strike player we have in our backline. Which, you know, we go from Turbo and Latrell last year as our two strike players, and Teddy at the back, to really only Katani Stags. So. Um, that's why I actually thought that White wasn't going to be picked uh, or if he was going to get picked, he was going to go straight onto the bench because I actually thought we were going to go with a new sort of, not necessarily a style, but a new a new identity. 
if that makes sense. So, you know, still try and blast them out of the park or out of the water, as they say. But, like, just, with, you know, we, we don't have two of our control, so we're going to go with two centres, two young centres, whether it was Stags and Crichton, Stags and Lomax, Stags and Campbell Graham. It was always going to be Stags, wasn't it? Um, you know, Stags would have almost, could have almost played himself into the side, even with those two, whether he was on the wing or he moved, terminated the wing, whatever it may be. Uh, but it was always going to be Stags once one of them got injured. And then the other one, yeah, the other centre was up in the air, but it seems that they've gone with Jack White and Freddie had always had his, it's it's like that he's picking White because he knows he's, he's safe with White. And I don't like that selection. I feel like it's a, it's a, it's, it can somewhat be a little bit insulting to the guys that actually played really well. Like, like anyway, a lot of players, but I'm sure White will play play well for, for us. Hopefully, uh, go to the um, the backs. Yeah, I'm happy with Cleary and Luai. Obviously, everyone was happy with that. Um, I just can't. I don't know what it's going to be like with Luai and Whiten. I don't. I don't see like I, I feel as though Luai likes to have a, a genuine centre there. I think he likes to be able to give early ball, and I, I don't see. I hope Whiten proves me wrong. I hope he proves you wrong offensively. I know defensively he's going to be as good as any other centre we put in there. So that's a positive. Actually, I haven't looked at it that, that way, but I just feel like we've got, you know, we've got well, Crichton. Like, I don't understand why he's on the bench. And then I liked Hines at Fortnite. I think that's a little bit why. And so I didn't have space for Wyatt in my team. So when he gets into the starting side, it sort of just doesn't look as balanced to me. And then they take Jake Chaboyevich out of the forwards, and that really pisses me off. But I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay. I still believe our four pack is, is probably a little bit in front of their forward pack. Um, a little bit in front of their forward pack. Their forward pack will come out all guns blazing. They've pushed Tino Fasu and Malawi up in the front row so they can get Ryan Cotter to start the game, which is magnificent, really. It's it's just rugby league to a team. He's been picked. He got picked in the, the Cowboys 17 because he was the, in the best 17. And then he just got on there and just showed what it, what hard running can do. You just run as hard as you can. And then you end up becoming a forward or a front rower or a lock. And then you end up being a lock for Queensland. And so I didn't think he'd start straight away. I thought he would have come off the bench. Uh, but not disappointed. Not disappointed in um, seeing Ryan Cotter, uh, Ruben Cotter there. He's a good player. And it'll be exciting to see how he goes in that arena. It looks, you know, as soon as I laid eyes, I'm sure everyone thought the same. He had origin written all over him. Uh, ben Hunt at number nine for Queensland. That's that's good for New South Wales. That's good for New South Wales because um, I don't actually rate him. But other people do. And, you know, the people that matter for Queensland, they rate him, so that's why he's getting another shot there at night to start for Queensland. They've got Harry Grant on the bench. I think, you know, obviously that's to sort of try and use his speed, but I feel like he's got 80 minutes of that. So I'm not sure what, they, what they're, they're wasting their time. It's just like wasting their time, and it allows Ben Hunt. I think Ben Hunt, you know, can offer something off the bench, but I, I'm not the biggest fan of Ben Hunt. So when I see him in the team, I feel like it's a big boost for New South Wales. Uh, but good luck to him and him uh, and his family. Uh, but hopefully not too much luck on, on Wednesday night, next Wednesday. Uh, fullback under contention. Well, I think I was actually surprised AJ Brimson didn't make the squad either. 
Andre Wilson's been a fine player for Queensland when he's played. He's been playing well for the Titans. Uh, I'm a bit shocked that he didn't even make the squad. Um, and I'm a little bit surprised that they've gone with Nana on the bench. I'm, I'm quite surprised with that. That tells me that they, they might move. Will it be Kafusi, you'd say, or, or Capel, maybe, to the middle to bring him on? Because I don't really offer too much through the middle. I actually don't even really, you know, he's scored a few tries off those kicks. Like, is he going to be a target? Is he is he able to be a target? He hasn't really done too much damage offensively. Maybe, you know, Billy and Todd Payton see something defensively for him, but then he's on the bench. So I'm not really sure. To, you know, they might play him through the middle, but again, I don't, I don't think he's a... He will show how much impact in the middle. Uh, but Josh Papali, Itino Fasuna Malawi up front with Ruben Connor in the middle. Uh, Kafusi and Capel on the edges. So on the bench, I think they've gone with Cary Grant, Lindsay Collins, uh, Carrigan, Pat Carrigan, and then that Jeremiah Nanai. Yeah, so I think our bench has got him, and I think our full pack has got him, which also includes the bench there. Our backs, again, they've got Valentine Holmes, who's, you know, dangerous in space, and they've got Gaga, who's always raised at that level, risen at that level. But I just think, again, like, defensively, I think Jack Ryan is capable. I think Stags will, will rise, you know. He'll, he'll be able to handle whoever he's up against, so... And yeah, our wingers, you know, they've got uh, Xavier Coates and Selwyn Cobbo, who are playing well at the moment. But we've just got like Brian Potter, who's probably the best winger in the game right now, and Tupo, who's the best winger of the last 10 years. That's still playing, you know. Obviously, you got to look at people like Brent Morris or Simar Ran Raja, stuff like that. But right now, that's currently playing the last 10 years. That's hard to go past the big bird. Super. King of the Skies, they call him. Um, I was a bit shocked that he got picked, actually. I, I feel like he's always played well. Oh, sorry, so he's had a good season this year. But I was just shocked that they, they overlooked that Akar. Anyway, uh, he'll, he'll, he'll go good. Uh, and they've, gone, they've picked him on the basis of being able to make sure that they can match him in the air. Uh, they didn't think uh, Josh Akar... Could do that, could do that this time. So they've gone with him, but I don't know why they think Tor can do it. But maybe he can. The thing is, that's the thing with Tor. He's like Nate Robinson, where he's just like a little guy, but he plays big. He plays like a big guy. Like he could, he could, he could. Well, can he outlink them? I don't even know if he can. He's still so short. He's still so short. So I don't know. The, the Queenslanders will try and look to expose us in the air there on one of those wings, but we've, we've tried to nullify one of them. Uh, the Roosters, we've got the Raiders this week. You know, uh, no James Tedesco, no Angus Crowden. Is Angus Crowden on the bench for New South Wales? Or was he overlooked? Maybe he's completely overlooked. Ryan Madison, actually. Ryan, sorry, I don't want to keep whinging about New South Wales. I'm going to back him. <clears throat> I'm just devastated that Jake Chaboyovich wasn't picked. It breaks my heart, man. He's, my fa- he's one of my favourites. You know, We've got the Raiders. It's not going to be that same old um, rivalry clash because not everyone's going to be in it, but it's going to have that rivalry because Robbo and Sticky, they're not best of mates. You know what I mean? It's not like they went to school together or anything either. So it'll be good. 
it'll be good. Though um, I think that's the last game. Let me just have a double check there, please. Let me just have a quick double check. Yes, it's on Sunday. It's this Sunday. Beautiful. Um, so Walker didn't get picked actually. Tom Deaton got picked as 18th man. I didn't think I didn't think Walker would have been an 18th man, but I I didn't think Tom Deaton had overtaken Sam Walker so quickly. And I'm not actually that bothered by it either. Not not only does uh, Walker play for us this weekend, but it also relieves the pressure down a little bit because it's actually now in the whole scheme of resumes, it's actually put Deaton in front. Now, it's not a bad thing that, you know, um, it's not saying that Deaton doesn't deserve it or anything like that, but it'll actually steer the attention away from Walker a little bit now as well. So that that's good. I, I don't like too much pressure on, on the young Roosters players because sometimes it could create a little bit of disharmony amongst the club, which I don't really enjoy. Uh, so, yeah, I'm happy for Tom Deaton as well because I actually think he's been playing really well this year. Um yeah, it's interesting that Queen, that North Queensland side because they've got <coughs> they actually have three halves. This is the the genuine three halves. I mean, they've got uh, Dearden Townsend, who are two sevens. If you ask me, I, I believe that Tom Dearden can play second receiver, but is a genuine first receiver, and so is Chad Townsend. So they're actually genuine halves, and then we have the five eight the Scott Drinkwater, who actually plays outside both of them. So that's actually, it's quite a dynamic. It works for them. It works for them. They actually play, I think, what's his name? Matty Johns likes to call it sideline to sideline, but it's not sideline to sideline. They just have a, a yeah, the, I suppose it is sideline to sideline, what I'm talking about. They just link them because, you know, they're able to get to where they need to get to. They play, they've got big Tomalolo through the mid to actually able to, you know, suck them in. Suck them in. Then they've got Ryan Cotter, just for, Ruben Cotter, sorry, not Ryan Cotter. Sorry, Ruben. Um, yeah, they've got Ruben Cotter who just blasts through the midsection. So and it just strips them. So it allows their, their outside backs, people like Valentine Holmes, um, Murray Tolangi, Kyle Felt, who's on the right for them on their wing. Oh, Peter Hickey. Peter Hickey, he plays on the right for them. Um, and so, yeah, they're being able to split them, you know, suck them in through the mids and just split, send it, as they say. South have been doing very well with that. They came from behind against the Tigers. Actually, well-constructed game by South Sydney, being able to sort of, uh, when, not weather, obviously, because they let the points in, but sort of just, Stay composed, stay in the fight, stay in the game, stick to the process, you could probably say. Being able to just try and, you know, get back into the rhythm of the game to allow them opportunities to execute because once they get into a position to execute, they execute every time. Campbell Graham had a blinder as well. I feel as though maybe he was playing as if he was a bit insulted that he never got a got a mention in the talks about who was going to replace Turbo Latrell Mitchell, which I agree with him. I think he's in the conversation. He's been in the camp before. And, you know, I, again, would have picked him ahead of Jack Warner, but, see, you know, I'm not in charge. I'm not the coach. I know I should be. Uh, yeah, Freddie's in charge, and good luck to Freddie.
Anyway, we're going to have to call that a night there, guys. So thanks for listening. Big ups to the Celtics, baby. One of the NBA, NBA finals. Best of seven series against the Golden State Warriors. Um, so, yeah, they got over the Miami Heat. When was it? Uh, Monday. Monday, you know. Uh, they had to enter game seven in the end. So, they're able to... to uh, they lost game six in a tight one, but they come... They come good in Game 7 and managed to uh, finally uh, climb that mountain. They haven't, well, not the full mountain, but to get to the NBA Finals, haven't done that since 2010. And just a side note, I've actually started supporting the Boston Celtics in 2011. So I personally, as a Boston Celtics fan, have never, ever, I've never been this far in the NBA Championship. So it's nervous times, it's exciting times, and hopefully, you know, we can bring back better 18, as they say. Bring back, oh, well, I don't know, for Bad 18 or something like that. Let me say, let's say something like that. But anyway, that's it for another week. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Big ups. Big, thanks for the support. Keep the love. Tell the friends. Uh, keep an eye on those front rolls this week. There's only four games, so we don't expect, you know, fucking thousands of tries, but they probably will, you know. Uh, yep, big up to the big Celtics. You know, good luck to them. Uh, we'll probably, hopefully, still alive in the series next week. Uh, we can chat about it again and... And up the chilt. Peace. We out of here.